Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. Therefore, I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. In each episode, we'll walk through my expanders, a term in my manifestation formula signaling the people that already embody, have, or are successful in what we are looking to call in. These are the people that we witness through our mirror neurons on a subconscious level that expand us into knowing that our manifestations are possible as well especially when we hear about their background, their upbringing, their trials and tribulations, and any of their pitfalls that they had to experience along the way. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. If you enjoy this episode, please leave us our review, comment, and share it with your fellow manifester that's struggling or could really benefit from the information that you're about to learn. Welcome to November. We're totally in the swing of fall now, unless you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then of course you are enjoying spring. So the theme of this month is triggers. We just kicked off the daily reprogramming challenge last Wednesday. Um, We had put out on Instagram to see if anybody wanted to be part of a 30-day daily reprogramming challenge, and it was such a resounding yes that we kicked it off. It's totally free to head to the Facebook group, which you can find on the front page of the blog, freeanative.com, and join. So triggers, why is that important and why are we focusing on it this month? Number one, Everything in manifestation we're doing in November and December is to really truly prepare prepare for 2019, right? So I think during the holidays is such an awesome time to look at our triggers because we're rubbed up against all sorts of stuff. We're rubbed up against commercial holiday projection at us. We're rubbed up against family and how they trigger us. We're rubbed up against stress beginning to feel the new year impending. So why are triggers so important? If you are super new to manifestation, or even if you have been in this process for a while, my particular process, it's really important to talk about where we manifest from. We do not manifest from our thoughts. We do not manifest from um, think positive and visualize. Where we're actually manifesting from is our subconscious belief structure that was imprinted to us when we were a child. So from zero to 25, child, teenage, adolescent. Everything we're manifesting in our life right now, where we have high self-worth in our subconscious, so things that were being reflected back to us where we were worthy and good um, and uh, deserving, we're manifesting those with ease. Anywhere where we experience pain or shame or labels, um, 
or rejection, those are all our blocks. That's what's preventing us from literally manifesting. So why this month is going to be so exciting is because we're doing it in group together, right? So what constitutes a trigger? Um, everything. <laughs> Everything in life that doesn't feel good doesn't flow with ease. So triggers are anything that stresses us, anything that causes us pain, anything that makes us feel angry, um, rejected, jealous, envy, uh, not good enough, anything that makes us feel small. Fears are triggers. So triggers are so, so important to be working on daily in manifestation because they're literally our roadmap down to our subconscious to go, hey, oh my gosh, that's why we aren't manifesting. So that's why I created the daily reprogramming exercise. Anybody who does this work knows that it's based in psychology and neuroscience um, teachings. So that means that I have people go down into their subconscious through hypnosis and other exercises to literally create kind of brain surgery in order to create new neural pathways that basically make all of those old loops that are no longer serving us and literally blocking our manifestations to die off and create new um, loops and neural pathways to connect that project our worthiness. Therefore, it's one of the components of manifestation that helps us manifest. The other two are obviously expanding. And the third is following the formula and magnetism workshop. So this whole month, all over the blog, we're going to be basically throwing at you guys all of these cool different ways you can look at your triggers, um, all the different layers of triggers, energetic triggers. And I'll also be doing that on Instagram as well. So making sure that you're tuning into the Monday and Wednesday posts, always tune into Tuesday, because that's where we share what the community is manifesting. And that helps us uh, expand into what's possible for us. And then in the Facebook group is where you can also find um, all of this trigger information. So we're literally loading it up so that you can get prepared and deal with anything coming at you this month and next month. Um, this is the only month we'll be doing the challenge though. So make sure that you go in and join and hop on and um, look at your triggers. And because this month is really important to prepare for 2019, and we have a really, really, really exciting top secret workshop that's coming out next month, which I'm not going to start talking about yet. But um, I know a lot of you guys in the survey hadn't, you haven't done the formula magnetism workshop, which is um, a big component as to why people aren't manifesting. I can even see people in the Facebook group being like, guys, do you think we need to start with that? And some people are like, I don't know. And then others are like, yeah, I refer to it all the time. Yes, you do. <laughs> You don't have to start with it, but if you're not manifesting, you do have to do it. Um, and yes, if you listen to me on podcasts all over the other places, you will hear a lot of components of it, but you won't hear things like micro, which is so important to manifesting a lot of other components, as well as seeing it all together and something you can go back to and revisit over and over and over again. And in today's podcast episode, you'll discover why it's so important. So we're offering everybody because a few people were like, can you set up a payment plan for it? Um, you know, and it's just too tricky with our system to do that. So what we're going to do is what I do every year. I offer the community one gift at the end of the year to prepare for 2019 and as a big thanks for being a part of this community and gratitude to you. And so what we'll be doing for all of November and December um, is we're offering the code upgrade. So that's capital U-P-G-R-A-D-E 
for those of you who are getting ready to call in your 2019 intentions and could use a break. That'll bring it down to 195. And the beauty is that during this month, why I did this early instead of just for December is because you automatically get the daily reprogramming exercise in it. And then it also explains the other component to manifestation. Well, all the components, but the other really important one, which is expanding. So literally inside of that workshop, you have everything you need to essentially manifest. Today's guest, Beth Bears, is such a shining light. She's so, so magnificent and beautiful. And many of you probably first discovered her, like I did, in the show, the hit show, Two Broke Girls, which was truly one of the most expansive shows for me when I was such a poor, struggling actress working at the Laugh Factory on Sunset um, and going in and tuning into this world of medicine, which is humor that's literally these, you know, following these women's dreams. They're broke actresses. And it was just so therapeutic. So if you haven't checked out that show, you'll absolutely love it. And most importantly, her new show she is on, The Neighborhood, is a very important show of our time right now. And it's really addressing some important topics through, again, the medicine of humor. Um, It's all about connection. It's all about getting to the root of your community. It's all about oneness. Um, I just, I think you guys would really enjoy and I really encourage you to watch it. I got to watch the pilot and when this comes out, I'll have watched a few episodes, but tonight I get to tune into the second episode. So go check that out. Most importantly, you're going to hear about her organization that she started for rape survivors, for abuse survivors. It is so beautiful and so important. I don't want to blow it in the intro because we really go into it in the episode. And all around, she's a total unblocker. (laughs) She does all of the same manifestation work as you. She manifested this new show and she also hosts her own manifestation village. So if this girl who is so busy doing press and filming a show can host a a village, I really, really encourage you guys to start it in your town, uh, the closest town to you, because it is so beautiful and I can't wait to go pop in on hers. So sit back and get ready for all of the artists out there to be expanded. Hi guys, welcome to the Expanded Podcast. Today we have Beth bears like a teddy (laughs) bear Um, and we're so excited to get into this my introduction to you was when your show two broke girls came out I was and you know I was cocktailing at the laugh factory on yes I know so broke an actress and you know who would always come through was Whitney and she was amazing brilliant like such an expander so I was like oh I'm gonna support her and watch this show but when I did your guys' show was such therapy for like all the fucking waitresses and actresses yes Yes. I know so it was such medicine that that was my first introduction to you crazy but even more importantly I mean we're gonna get into all the things you do (laughs) but in this episode we also really want to talk about your foundation She Heard Power yes we're gonna get into that you also have a book which is worth mentioning yes it's in the wellness space (laughs) which is called The Me Talks Total Me Talks. The total me talks. So um, let's first get in and dive and dig all around how you are going to be such a great expander for so many people. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I was saying to Lacey, I am more nervous about this interview than I've ever been for an interview because I love Lacey so much and I love all of you girls and I love your site and your work has helped me so much. I think, did it launch in like just January of this year? No. So the site itself, I started. Okay. I think in 2013. Wow. But the formula and mag, I started, yes, I know that, you launched formula. Yes. Like I was like on it. I was you waiting for you it, to yeah. launch it. Yep. 
And that's, yeah, and it's been so transformative. Yeah, we launched that last December. Amanda produced that. and it's yeah. not that long ago, but no. it feels like you've, ex- like, it's hit everybody, know. you know? Yeah, oh, I'm so thankful, yes. too, because I do have so many people coming up now and being like, oh, my God, I'm doing this and that. And I'm, manif- and I'm like, my, my job's working. It's working. Finally, so thank you for sharing <laughs> thank that. Thank you. It's and I amazing. have to hear... Well, first I want to go into childhood and then we'll get into okay. all this stuff. <laughs> but give us your cultural background, your yes. upbringing. First worth mentioning, she's a Capricorn and a generator yes. for anyone tuning in. <laughs> yes. We think a generator. We think. <laughs> don't know my, we, we lost my birth certificate, so we're not sure my exact birth time. Potentially. But I plugged in all the potential my mom thinks it could be, and they're all generator, and I definitely identify as a generator. It makes sense to me. <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, I grew up uh, Irish Catholic yeah. and very amazingly supportive childhood. I am one of those weirdo kids who like knew, I don't even remember knowing my parents told me, knew I wanted to be an actress from like three years old. I was like acting out the sound of music up and down the stairs. Wow. I know most actors I have like from young, they knew. Yeah. It's like they came through to do this. And it's interesting because at that moment and what a lot of your work has helped me do is it's so pure and authentic and just part of you. You don't have to try as a thing. And then when your passion becomes your vocation, there's a lot, it challenges just what you innately that drive. And so that's, your work has really helped me kind of work through that. But, um, because it yeah. gets political and there's obstacles and yes. you have to be things you don't want to be. Some, it's and when money's, when it becomes something that is how you keep the lights on at your house, yeah. as opposed to just like this amazing thing I do with all my nerdy theater yeah. friends and it's just fun and because we love it is, is definitely, you know, it's definitely been a, a process for me. But yeah, I grew up, I was born in Pennsylvania, but I moved around a lot. We lived in Maine and then mm. I moved to Northern Virginia and then I moved to Southern Virginia and I went to my first uh, two years of high school, no, first year of high school in Lynchburg, Virginia. Then I moved to Marin County in the <gasps> Bay Area. So I went from like Whoa. Southern Virginia to like hippie, the, yeah. dippy. Like my first day of school, everybody was in pajama pants. I had on like pearls and a skirt, like long, like skirt. Oh, you were and, so, like, southern. so Southern. Oh my and then there was like an anti-Iraq war protest. And I had wow. come from like, you know, the deep South. Yeah, and so I mean, Marin, I totally, it, it took me two seconds yeah. to fit right in. I felt like I was home. Yeah, you're like, thank you. In my Birkenstocks yeah. and no makeup. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for anybody tuning in who will be listening to this too, we have to apologize that we are outside. <laughs> yes. And Echo Park is kind of like, I mean, you have helicopters, you have dogs, you have trucks going by, but you'll hear the message throughout. But we had to do it because of lighting. We wanted to keep the lighting natural. So, And it's so beautiful yeah. out here, even with the dogs and the... <laughs> and the sort of rain. It's like we're in a rom-com love at the, the like, lowest moment. Uh, yes. We're falling back in love. You just put us in a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so continue. So I went to my last three years of high school in Marin, and then I went to UCLA for theater school. Cool. Um, was a theater major for the first few years. Then actually decided that I wanted, my best friend and I decided we wanted to make a documentary um, uh, about, we were volunteering at the time at a home in Van Nuys for child prostitution called Children of the Night. Wow. And we really wanted to make a documentary. So we, I ended up not graduating with an acting degree. I actually graduated with a BA in theater, film, and television with producing as an emphasis. So cool. Um, but then Showtime came out with an amazing documentary called Very Young Girls, which was literally the exact same thing we wanted to do, um, which is a very powerful documentary. But, uh, but yeah, so it was weird because I was drawn to the kind of female sexual assault trauma work before it actually happened to a member of my family. And it's just interesting how I was thinking about that recently, like, oh, I was drawn to helping these women a long time, even before it happened in a personal way. 
I also wonder, I mean, I'm so, you know, you heard me. I'm like so out there, but I'm like, <laughs> I wonder how many lifetimes that's been a part of yes. your work. Of or how much that. in like family history with like, I've heard like rumblings, like what, was there anything in like my, like great grandparents past or grandparents, like I, there has to be maybe. Has to be. Yeah. I, you know, I, 100%. which is so traumatic when I was seeing clients, it, 99, like 0.5% of the time, any client of mine who had experienced any type of sexual abuse, their mother and grandmother had as well, which is so, it goes to show like right now the paradigm's shifting and it's awful that it's happened, but there's a really, really big moment to heal this and give space for people to heal this. So I want you to take the floor on that. Anything you want to say? I mean, well, I had done this work at Children of the Night, which child prostitution in America is actually something we're still not talking about, but it's unbelievable. unbelievable. And unfortunately, a lot of the perpetrators are judges, policemen, they're the Johns. And so it's, it's really not talked about or, or uh, even, you know, the way the Me Too movement and some of these movements going forward that have been so crazy incredible about finally empowering women to use their voices and come forward. We're still not even addressing some of the other um, or advocates who really don't have a voice. Exactly. Zero voice and can't get out. And there's so many. It's sometimes I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes it all feels so overwhelming. And I felt like that even when I was volunteering there, you know, we'd, we'd think we'd make a connection with. I mean, there was a girl as young as seven who wanted to be an animator. And you think you make this beautiful connection. And then the next week, the pimp somehow had come and gotten them. And it's it's. It's complete oh, manipulation. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst, the worst is it's the, the worst. It's the worst. And, and the organization Children of the Night, an incredible woman called Lois Lee uh, started this organization basically out of her house. She started rescuing girls off the street and kept them in her house. And now she has this incredible program wow. in Van Nuys. So check it out, please. Yes. And support if you can. Absolutely. Um, but then in my own experience, just, I guess I should talk about how I had panic attacks. I'm not a sexual assault survivor, but... When I got to broke girls and my whole life changed um, and and there was this intense level of pressure and I my body completely shut down. Mm-hmm. I was getting panic attacks. I got a skin virus mm-hmm. for like eight months that no doctor could mm-hmm. tell me Total stress. what was wrong. And finally, yeah, um, uh, what's the doctor that does the acupuncture in the ear? Ooh. It's, um, Is it a specific name? Uh, well, it's a kind of Eastern medicine, but I'm... Oh, Ooh, I don't crap. know. I'll have to... I'll have to <laughs> what Get is a- it? Auricular oh, therapy. Yes. This is it. Oh, I've never yes. done it. You gotta try that. So <laughs> I did auricular therapy, and he also told me basically that this is from deep-rooted immune system stress. I knew it, yeah. And and diet, he had me change. <laughs> I was like a mac and cheese gal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still am, yeah. but you know, in moderation. <laughs> um, and he he was like, you know, change your diet, and also this, you have to figure out a way to yeah, basically like deal with your stress. And uh, I was twenty. 26. I mean, it's very early on in Two Broke Girls, but Whitney Cummings, a big expander and amazing woman for both of us, not only introduced me to Transcendental Meditation through the David Lynch Foundation, which I don't miss. I do twice a day. It's it's amazing, especially with your work as well to do Because you could drop right in after. It's It's perfect. Incredible. It's like, just add another 10 little minutes Yeah, no, it's perfect. I'm loving putting that on top. Um, And then Whitney also said, you know, we had a horse on Two Broke Girls. You did. I remember. It was awesome. I wasn't a kid. In Brooklyn. Yeah, right? In Brooklyn. I know. In a a Brooklyn apartment. Very realistic. (laughs) But every time the horse was on set, Kat Dennings and I would be super, we'd be like, God, we love when the horse is on. We're so relaxed. 
he makes us feel so happy. And I grew up in Virginia, so I grew up, my sister rode and I loved horses, I loved being around them, but I hadn't ever really fully experienced all the benefits that that beautiful spiritual animal can give us mm-hmm. until the show. And Whitney was like, I have this friend, she's an equine therapist up in uh, Topanga Canyon, and you should really, like, you know, if you're having panic attacks, go work with her. Yeah. And I started working with Cassandra Ogier, who is my co-founder in She Heard Power, oh. which is my nonprofit equine therapy for sexual assault and abuse survivors, uh, female sexual assault and abuse survivors. And she said, go meet Cass. And I started working with her. And within like a few months, my panic attacks were almost completely non-existent. Wow. Um, between that and the transcendental meditation, I was shocked. I and mean, just that portion alone, people need to hear that that is possible through yeah. literally not just a, like equestrian if you don't have access, but animal therapy. Animal therapy. Also, I mean, even um, Puakai, is that the yeah, healer yeah, that, yeah. oh yeah. my gosh, her Maggie. talk with you. Oh. Because I've been discovering how much animals in nature, not only as an artist, how they basically filling that that space that you need with those things in order to be a better artist totally. is something that I've been exploring through, thank God for you, and all of that work, because we don't realize how disconnected we are and how up here and up here, down here we are. It is crazy. And there's no space for the art to come in, for healing to come in, for anything. The creative feminine energy. Exactly. That's what it is, you know, that nurturing, connected space. I'm so glad you mentioned that that healed. It literally recovered you from panic attacks. Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like everything. There's always maybe one a year or something that'll come out, but they're not to the extent that I had even as a teenager. Wow. Um, I used to be super hypochondriac, you know, always think if I heard someone got cancer or something, I was like, like, I have cancer. I (laughs) have it. Yeah, I've been that too. I remember like they took me to all these doctors because I kept thinking I had a heart problem because I'd be like, my I can't breathe. I yeah. can't breathe. And finally, one doctor, they did all these heart tests and all these like, blood tests. They're like, you're fine. <laughs> one doctor was like, what are you thinking about when uh, you have these? Are you thinking about anything? And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm dying of cancer yeah. or oh, HIV wow, or anything that is out in the world that I yeah. like, you know. Anyways, so that, and then also when like two broke girls happened and my whole life changed and then suddenly being thrust from like a one bedroom apartment working seven million jobs and no money to like, I wore a Forever 21 dress. Yeah. I remember yeah. on, on my first red carpet and I was like so proud and it's very cute and yeah. it's awesome. And Whitney being like, oh girl, yeah. all right, we're gonna, yeah. we, got, we got a lot of work to do. Yes, um, and she's a Virgo, up, I think. She, I don't know what she is, but she's the best Virgo cap, yeah. ever. But yeah. she, even like, I had no money. I was a broke girl. And for my final screen test, Michael Patrick King, who's Ugh, created I mean, Sex in the City and iconic unreal. shows, he called me and he was like, do you own a pair of heels? And could you maybe dress like <laughs> Upper East Side? And I was like, yes. And I went to Nordstrom and I kept all the tags oh, on. Oh, I used to do that all the everything. time. Everything. Yep. And he hugged me at our first table oh. and he was like, are there tags on your clothes? I was like, yes, there are. And he was like, you got the job. You can, oh, you're, you're good. You can cut off, cut off the tags. You can keep them. You're going to you make keep money. Your clothes. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. Oh, but, I used uh, to do that all the time. I know. I right? mean, with crazy shit too for like red carpety stuff. I yeah. would do it. I mean, I would go out and buy like, I don't even know, Balenciaga. I was like, oh my oh, God. Oh, you did it real. I yeah. was like, Steve Madden, girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's my I was end like, for this if girl. If this tag rips off, that's like, two months in rent. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We stayed, I stayed with a roommate. We were sharing a one bedroom and I stayed living with her through the whole first season in yeah. a one bedroom because 
You're in survival you still. Yeah, you're not sure. And you're like, this could all go away tomorrow. tomorrow. We all know how the business is totally. so crazy. But eventually someone was like, do you think you can move to a yeah. two-bedroom? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're you good. got this. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got this. And it ran for, what, five seasons? Six seasons. See, yeah, so Seven that's Seven years altogether from the first audition. Wow. Just crazy. And yeah. this was your first series regular. First series regular, I had done like American Pie number seven. Good job. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. And I didn't take my clothes off. Good job. The, uh, did you have sex? Uh, oh, yeah. I yeah, lost my virginity. Yes, I had the lose did. your virginity moment, which yeah. was awesome. I mean, that's a pretty epic, like, scream. I'm proud of that movie. Time. Y'all should watch it. It's called Book of Love. It's <laughs> real good. <laughs> but oh, I, uh, I did that, and then I had a couple guest stars on NCIS and Castle, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, it was really my first. I mean, so I've been in theater. I studied theater my whole life, but it was my first, like, Hollywood, you know, actually paying the bills (laughs) oh I'm so happy for you I hope any artist out there listening it can happen yeah what would you say to the artist that's like struggling so poor right now has had nothing but rejection it's so important to hear yes oh I have so many things to say um well one thing when I read the script of two broke girls in my gut I went I have to play this character Mm -hmm. I love this character there's something about this character that is me And I said to my now husband, he was my boyfriend at the time, I said, I just read the script. I'm going to go in for it. They're going to go with a name. It's Michael Patrick King and Whitney Cummings. There's no way I'm going to get this part. Uh, And he said, you know what? That's exactly what John Hamm said before he got mad. My husband was on Mad Men for years. And I went, oh, well, if John, expander. If John can do it, I can do it. I also have to tell you a story. Yes, tell it, please, because this is going to expand anyone. I've been dying to tell you. I had a free and native like girls group over my house the other week, and they were like, "You, I know you have to come." They're like, "You have to tell Lacey this story." So Um. I was an obsessive like you manifest like the secret Mm -hmm. right before Two Bar Girls. I became obsessed with. I thought I'm going to follow this to a T. And I think any poor artist has does. been down that road, <laughs> yes. man. Yeah. But I, I, so, at, do you guys remember a movie? There was a movie called Waiting with Ryan Reynolds. It was about Ooh. waiters at, like, a Chili's. Kind, kind of, of, yeah. And he has the love interest is what's-her-name. It's Anna Ferris, yes, I think. Yes. Or it's or the pre- someone super funny. Yeah, the blonde and funny. Yes. Could have been Anna Ferris. I forget but an, uh, now The other who, one... I know. I know what you mean, but anyways. We're going to look yeah. it up after and yeah. give them a big shout out because yeah. it's a great film. Yeah, really good. But they were going to make a, um, a TV show of it and I was up for it. And I had auditioned or whatever and it was looking good. And it was and it was like waiters mm-hmm. in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And every night before I went to bed for like six months, I did the secret. I visualized myself in a waitress uniform, Whoa. like on television. I had the whole vision for everything. And like... Two broke girls came around and, like, I was a waitress on television. But now, after doing your work, I'm like, because the secret never worked again for yeah, me. It worked it never, that one yeah, time. Yeah, and then, yeah. But now I realize, oh, I was expanded. Yeah. I was in my worth. I knew the part was for me. Yeah. I thought I could do it. And to be honest, you know, to all the artists out there, there are going to be things that you read that you're like, wow, I really love this. And you go in and maybe there's just some sort of disconnect. Like, it just... Yeah you walk into the room and it's either you or you're yeah, not. And, yeah, it's exactly. And so when you feel like something like Too Broke, where I walked out of my audition where I finally got to meet Whitney and Michael, Patrick King, and I walked out and I called my agent and I was like, I got the job. This. Yep. And they were I like, always knew you're it would happen. out of your mind. Yes. You did not get this <laughs> I job. I love your representation. Well, they were like, come on, it's, you're, you just did three pre-reads and then one read for the yeah. producers. Like, But I just, I felt my grandma, like my grandma who had been like such an incredible presence in my life, like I kind of left the room and I remember like leaning up against the wall and like starting to tear up and feeling like you're going to, like the messaging I got was you're going to be okay. Your ancestor. That's what this month is all about is how to work with your ancestors and the newsletters and stuff. Oh my God, crazy. It's powerful. There you go. And so my advice to all the artists out there is follow Lacey's work with the expansion too and believe that 
you have just as much right as anybody else totally. to be here and to do this. Mm-hmm. And also something that's been really, um, I guess, a shadow aspect of me is, you know, I, I love comedy and I'm very good at comedy, but I also like drama. And a lot of times I feel like there's a stigma around comedy of like, oh, they're not as good yeah. actresses. It's I have a lot way to fucking prove. harder than drama. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it, it is hard. It is harder. But there's sort of like, you know, when shows are nominated for Emmys, a lot of times it's dramedies. Yeah. Like, it's not just a big balls out yeah, comedy like, because... you guys are three camera? We're four camera, multi-cam. Whoa. Okay, we'll yeah. get into that later. Yeah. yeah but, uh, but it's really interesting because I, I, I've thought about it and over the years, you know, it's like, but I love to make people laugh. And yeah. I feel like I'm here to make people laugh. It's medicine. And I love doing it. So why should I feel the need to have external validation of yeah. peers or awards or anything else that, that, you know, proves to people that I can do or be something that I'm not? And so, or not, not expressing at that current time. Yeah. I'm sure there will be a time down the line. Totally. And I got to do a play in New York and I got to do it. But I feel like it's, it's, um, you just have to own who you are and what makes yes. you special. Your authenticity. Your authenticity yes. is everything. Yes, the more you tap into it, the more this happens. Yes. Wait, we have to talk about the show you've just manifested. Yes. Which is so wonderful. I watched the pilot last night. It came out on Monday. It's called The Neighborhood. If you haven't seen it, it's also very important in this current political climate of coming yes. together. Yes. Um, tell us how you manifested it. Tell us how it's going. I want the whole thing. Yes. Well, um, I started your formula and magnetism in right when you started in January of this year and tuberculosis had ended. So I was waiting for, you know, figuring out what the next thing was going to be. And I, on my list, the most important thing to me about my next job was I wanted to feel like I did when I was a little girl. I wanted to feel like I did when I was doing theater, that sense of love and community. That's your authentic self for anybody listening. Just so you know what the energy is. That's the feeling, the essence. That essence. Yeah. And it and so I wrote this list of I wanted the the basic things were that I wanted that feeling I wanted to be around artists who had the same passion for what we do the way I did that that I had in that theater community growing mm. up that sometimes it's hard to find in Hollywood and I wanted the show to have social impact mm. those were basically the only things and I didn't it's ma- all it didn't of matter it. if it was comedy drama and actually Max Greenfield who I had worked with on a movie before who I was a dear friend of and think he's amazing. I saw that he got this multi-camera sitcom on like Deadline or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, Max on a multi God, I would love to play his wife on something like that. Wow, just had that like just had that like like thought when I saw it. And I was like, wow, great for him. And then like a month later he called me and he's like, So I'm doing this show. And and I was like, oh my God. And it just there was, it's like you say, if it's not a, like hell yes, mm-hmm. it's definitely no. There was no no. Wow. The showrunner, Cedric the Entertainer. They, I went in and had a meeting with them, and it was truly like, oh, I found my people. These are my people. <gasps> you can feel it watching I felt it. it. You can f- oh, I you just, can feel it yeah, watching it? Yeah, you can feel it, it watching it. Yeah, oh, even good. your guys' son for a pilot. Hey, oh, my God. He's, he's like inc- Daniel Day-Lewis. Who he's is amazing. this kid? He's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like a 40-year-old years. man in <laughs> an 8-year-old's body, and he's so he grounded and punch. real. Yeah, he's actually so an incredibly... I'm very expanded by him. Totally. He's an amazing soul. Like, wow. And just, I had seen a play, Marcel Spears, who plays Marty on the show, I had seen him in a play at the Geffen. Mm. And I turned to Michael, this was in the fall, and we did the pilot in the spring, and I said, somebody has to put that him on a television show. Yep. Like, he's a genius. He totally. can do comedy, he can do drama, he can do everything in this show. I was like, I'd love to work with him. That was in my <gasps> Look head. Look at you. Can you hang out with me? I, You're like a guys, lucky charm. the only time I've ever done this. I don't, like, I don't know how to do it really again. So this is why I have Lacey. <laughs> You're going to be fine. Like, you're going to be fine. But it just, yeah, all I can say is there was just no, no. It felt wow. right. And 
I literally wake up on the weekends and I'm sad I'm not going to work. And wow. that is new for me. Oh, I'm so because happy. The environment is so supportive. And, <sighs> you know, there was a lot of pressure on Two Broke Girls and a lot on our shoulders, me and Kat. And it was very hard on a two-hander. I can imagine. 24 episodes a year. It, it was a lot. And a lot of times when you feel that pressure, it's really hard to do comedy. Yeah. Because, right, but, that's your creative energy doesn't flow. Like yes. we're talking about with the horses. You have to be yes. on. You have to perform. It's, the it's hard. masculine. Yeah. And no matter if you, I mean, I believed in that just as much as I believe in this. And I had the most incredible six years ever. But it's also like I was learning so much navigating the skin virus, the pressure. My life changed, too, overnight with that yeah. show. And now I'm in a much better You get to play place. now. Yes. That's really like you get to like be in your flow and play. I and mean, play. it's serious. <laughs> Which feels like when I was, a you know, three-year-old going up and down the stairs oh. doing the sound of music whatever that's what it feels like again and wow. so I I'm so grateful and and you know no matter what happens with it like I'm just so grateful for this experience totally you're it, so expanded at this point too oh. if it's not this which I really feel it's a great show for like bring on the next bring it on you're, like, you're <laughs> in your flow and I feel like you know the social impact part we're saying something it's really yeah, a tell show us that's, about, it's so important. yeah it's it's about um a family from Michigan who moves into a predominantly black neighborhood in Pasadena South Pasadena and it's Cedric the Entertainer and Max Greenfield and Sheena Arnold and me and this incredible group of actors who I am like I don't even feel good enough to be around every day because they're just so wonderful their family chemistry is bananas it's bananas it's so good it's so good well they're and they're all just such giving people like Cedric is one of the most generous kind people I've ever met and it was like an immediate family connection at the table read that doesn't just happen happen, at least not always and it just it was an instant sort of bond as a fan. Exactly the feeling you I wanted in the so next <laughs> thing oh, that I did professionally. So but uh, but yeah, it's so it's a show that I really believe is something we need right now because humor is actually, I think, one of the best ways to bring people together. Absolutely. And we do a lot where we build up tension in this show and then release, yep. um, which I think is when comedy is done best. The best. You know? The best. It's the, it's the climax. The yes. payoff. It's exactly. the best. Exactly. What do we have to look forward to? Not obviously giving anything away, but for the average viewer, what, like, what do we have to get excited about for the show? because yeah. it's a very important show to be watching. Well, one thing I love about the show is, and in the pilot, you get to see definitely Max's character and Cedric Moore have their moment. But something I've loved about, we've shot about eight episodes now, is uh, the relationship between my character and Tina, I'm Cedric's wife. Because women, you know, we really are the matriarchs. We bring people yeah. together. And, and her and I, the relationship that we have that starts playing out, it's like Lucy and Ethel meets, oh. we call each other Salt and Peppa. <gasps> Um, but we we really like there's a there's a team like we're coming together and we're going to take over the world kind of aspect for Gemma and Tina and I'm super excited about oh, that. I'm so happy. Um, and Yay. yeah, just you know, it, it definitely deals with race, but it also more like the the long term goal of the show is to deal with love and, and community connection. and kindness and what it means to come together and and be a good neighbor yeah. in the sense of the neighborhood but also be a good person totally um, and also how the, how important that is and we won't get too far off on this segue but it's so important that not only are we so disconnected from nature connected from rhythms we're so disconnected from community let alone your village your neighborhood this yes. is such an important show on so many 
many levels. Yes. They, you guys, I mean, they really, they nailed it. This is, it's so please tune in. Go watch the pilot. It's on CBS. Yes. I watched it last night. I loved it. Thank you, um, Lacey. You can watch the first one for free right on CBS. <laughs> and Jim Reynolds, who created it, it's based on his real life story of him and his wife. And then Cedric came on and Cedric's one of our executive producers. And so watching the two of them come together Great. and work together on this show and the conversations we're having on set during this show has been, it's been so expansive and I've grown so much as, as just a person, let alone like a comedian because I'm around such talented totally. people. But I'm very grateful and it's very much, I think, thanks to the work that oh, I've done so through you too. So. I hope that expands all the artists sitting out there. I know, I like, feel all uh, you guys sitting out me there. Me too, man. And, and you know what? I always worry it's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've heard like um, so many actors who are so much more talented and su- successful than me say, you know, I'm always worried it's my last job and you never know and so you know everybody out there who's worried like just own own your authenticity that is my number expand and unblock and own your authenticity authenticity because that's what's gonna that's what people are gonna be drawn to and that's what's gonna make you different from the hundreds of other girls or men going out for these which I never did when I acted I was trying to fit in every every box and I was so low in my worth but you are such a testament to anybody who's tuning in if you can get pure into that authenticity if you can really expand if you can unblock like you can call anything you want want. that's in you know in alignment with that and to that point point too the horses have really because they are prey animals and so they only respond to authenticity uh they're they're the purest energy when you're interacting i mean they can sense like a mountain lion from 200 yards away and so working with them you realize like if you're fearful because they're a huge animal as most people are and you try to hide that fear they won't respond Mm -hmm. but if you just own what's happening to you and in your body and you're in the present and in the moment they will want to connect with you and then it's so empowering like it makes me emotional to even talk about because the feeling of connecting on that most authentic pure in the moment present level with this massive being is like truly how she heard power was born you know it we trademarked Cassandra Ogier, the founder with me, trademarked somatic reprogramming. Amazing. Which is, you know, basically coming out of your head and into your body, which we can only do when we're in the present in meditation. I mean, there's lots of things we do to get there. But this is a, it's a conscious meditation. I mean, this is when you're working with the horse, you have to be present. It's like surfing. Safety. Yes, exactly. And once, you know, I started working with her and then uh, my sister's a survivor of rape. And I, once it changed my life with panic attacks, I was like, I have to bring her around horses because traditional talk therapy is hard. Women, to go sit in a room for an hour and talk about your experience, it is helpful, of course, to some people, most people, I'm sure, but also there's a lot of people who don't want to even address that it happened. And or so, respond to that kind of... Yes, uh, the, everybody's different. The shame that's wrapped around, the pain yes. that's wrapped around, yes, the, scare, the, fear, the fear. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, it's one of the hardest things to unpack in a conversation, yes. you know? So yes. can you tell us anything about like how it's helped her change yes. her recovery process? Yes. And one thing I really, really want to get into, and then we're going to get deeper into the foundation, is resources. Because I said this yesterday talking to Chloe Garcia-Ponce is that I see all of these like reshares and these things and the, and the conversation's so loud, it's so important, but nobody, not nobody, in my uh, world, I'm not seeing enough resources listed for how... How, what can you do if this has happened? What tools? What is there for healing? So I want you, who literally went with your sister through this whole experience, yes. what can you share about that? Yeah. 
basically how She Heard Power was born was I brought my sister to one of Cassandra's retreat weekends. Just she holds these beautiful weekends for women all over California. And I brought her to this weekend and she connected with this horse chief in a way that nobody in the entire retreat knew that she was a survivor, but we were all sobbing mm. because also a lot of the work with the horses is setting boundaries. Yeah, which, it's one of the, I don't have, I think I'm a star being who came onto earth and was like, what my poor dad who wanted me <laughs> oh, your dad. to be like really country and Western <laughs> with horses. They, oh, they'll I, walk all of I'm me because I hate confrontation. I, yep. I just want everybody to like me yep. and I, and horses, oh, my, my mare, they she bullies that. me all the time. Yeah. It's their mirrors. <laughs> they totally so they're are. reflecting what you need to work totally. on. And, and uh, my sister was very fearful of horses and there was a big round pen that she you know, was standing in with this huge, beautiful paint horse named Chief. And Cassandra told her, you know, draw a circle. If you don't want him in your space, claim your space, claim your boundary. And she's like, I don't want him. I don't want him in this space. And we're all watching and we're kind of nervous because the horse is kind of like letting out all this energy and it's big and my sister is tiny. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a motherly sister, I was freaking out. And all of a sudden the horse calms down and and they just locked mm. eyes. I, I know. I'm. Jesus. It's really like. Uh, and she released something and just started to cry. And he came, and she had literally drawn a circle in the sand, and he came and put both of his paws on the circle. I know. And the to entire, like ask for to ask her permission. I know. I'm like shaking right now. Oh my now. god. And the entire retreat was. We yeah. were all sobbing, and nobody knew anything about the past or you know trauma or nothing. And Cassandra said are you ready to let him in? And Emily said, yes. And he came and put his head on her chest. And it was like, and that's how she, her power was born. Because from that point on, you know, me and Emily and Cassandra were like, okay, we have to bring this to women at no cost. Um, This healing and this grounding and this coming back into your body and getting that voice back and that And your strength, boundaries, the strength of energetic boundaries. To, yes, because yeah. someone has violated that okay. in trauma. In the most uh, like horrific way where you really don't, because when we have anything, you know, and this is to any trauma, when we have anything violate complete energetic boundaries, we don't even believe it's possible to yes. have boundaries at yes. that point. So this is, I mean, unbelievably powerful. And to be able to do it in a way where no words are spoken, where it's all processed within your body, to me is what is so powerful about what I feel like She Heard Power can be on a mass level. I've always said the Me Too movement has been amazing because women are finally using their voices. And they have a voice. And they have a voice. Safety. But then I say it's, well, now what? Now what? How are we going to support them? Because trauma is a lifelong. Totally. It doesn't just, it's never going to just go away. So how are we supporting this healing? And I think there's, you know, there's definitely resources like this incredible organization called the Rape Foundation you know, I Googled, I didn't know where you take someone after a sexual assault. And some, this amazing woman I was working for at the time said, uh, don't go to an emergency room. Go to this place I've heard about. Let's Google it. And it was this incredible resource for survivors who come in and they get everything, the rape kit, the police report, everything goes through them, but it's in the most comforting, safe. there's safe warm. It doesn't look like a hospital. It doesn't feel like a hospital. It feels like a living room. These women are, we call them our angels, Emily and I, we still call them our angels. So the Rape Foundation is incredible. And those are great for the, you know, what happens right post assault. But after that, other than traditional talk therapy, 
we need to have more healing. Absolutely. There needs to be more programs and more resources that are free yeah, of free. cost. Because, I mean, it's happening. It's an epidemic, obviously, that's happening. One in three now. Yeah. So it yeah. needs to be a resource that's accessible. There's no shame involved in reaching yeah. out. Like, it's becoming normalized to reach out for that. I know that EMDR is supposed to be incredibly yes. effective yes. for this. Yes, I've heard a lot about EMDR. It might also be very triggering of PTSD, yes. but it could yes. also be a resource that's not just traditional talk therapy. Yes. I mean, anything else that you have to share with a person who may yeah. ever find themselves in a circumstance where they're supporting someone like you did with your yeah. sister and not having tools, don't not knowing what to do. Yeah. I mean, I think finding, you know, we always say that she, her power, we want it to be a herd. And we always say like, we're welcoming to everybody to come into that herd and we're building that space. And I feel like now with what is happening in the media, women are coming forward and using their voice, but they're being triggered because of all the, the pushback, which is the whole reason women don't come forward to begin with is, is what's being triggered by what's happening now with Kavanaugh and the media. And I think that this time more than ever, we need to come together as women, as a herd, and we need to support each other. And I mean, social media, there's been a lot of support, I know, for women, but we were talking about this. It's like, you know, you can post as much as, as possible, but what can we actually do? Yes. And it seems overwhelming sometimes when you think about it, but that's why She Heard Power was born. And that's why, you know, that I volunteer, volunteer. you know, get resources online of, of a local community that, that helps um, trauma survivors Beautiful. and, and volunteer uh, vote. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, you know, one in three. So if you know someone who most of us do, reach out. Reach out. You know? And being able to hold space for some people to yes. feel safe enough Absolutely. to have this conversation or safe enough to ask for help, safe yes. enough to ask you to go with them somewhere to receive help. I mean, yes. that's a really big part, I think, as well, that you are normal. You are fine. You did yes. not deserve this. You, you have, have a voice. You have a voice. Yeah. I mean, that's really important. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, -E to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. -E okay, now back to the episode. Okay. 
Okay, so what I want to pivot to, because I think it's so important this foundation exists on the planet. I would love to see this foundation grow and be accessible yes. nationwide, Me too. obviously internationally. <laughs> How do we raise funding for this? Because yes. that's the biggest, anybody I know that starts any type of foundation, it's expensive. It's Even so if you're expensive. pouring all of your own resources in. <laughs> yes. Like, how do we, and anybody listening to this who wants to reach out, what's the best way to get in touch with you about this, Beth? Because yes. we need to help you raise more awareness Thank and you. funding yes. for this. Yes. Well, something that I love about our program is that we pay for travel. We pay for everything, basically. So it's completely cost-free, and we can offer it to women from anywhere. Okay. Uh, and so that costs about $30,000 for one program. We do it up in Flag Ranch on a horse rescue in Northern California. And the first program that we had, I had, you know, I tapped out all my, my friends I could, and then I put in all of my own funds, and we have been able to do it to proceed thus far through my relationships and my own funding. But at this point now, we want to expand yeah. and we can't do it without support. And it's been very hard to raise funding. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of outreach. A district attorney emailed us saying, I want to send my clients here. There's mm -hmm. nothing once they come forward and they're triggered and they have PTSD after these trials and, you know, facing their perpetrators and she heard power seems like the thing. Mm -hmm. I finally have something I can... I can tell my clients that they can do, but we, we have to raise the money. Yeah. And I feel like speaking about it and coming on things like this and talking about my own personal experience and sort of horses are, if you're not a horse person, I think it's hard to comprehend totally. how horses can be healing. I feel like this free and native community very much will understand yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> from this For how sure. they can. Um, but sheheardpower.com is our website. Uh, and right now, you know, we really, even if you just have a dollar, totally. I, I always ask people. So we just on can go on media, and donate yeah, right onto the site. Sheheardpower.com. Uh, we're uh, a 501c3, so right. it's tax deductible. And share the message. If you don't have the funds, I'm a firm believer and we're creating a herd. And totally. If everybody Repost is welcome this. in this herd. <laughs> Repost this, you know? Yes. Because this is something actionable. Yes. And can we also sponsor if we want to do that? You could absolutely do that. I mean, I, I, we don't have a specific sponsorship set up yet like for one girl. We usually do six women in a program. Right. So uh, we're definitely open to that. That cool. is something we try. We're trying right now to get one person to sponsor just the next program, which would be twenty five to $30,000. Cool. Um, but beyond that, $1 helps. Wow. So And reposting, yes. sharing. Sharing. We're speaking a lot about it. You know, I, I've been so lucky and fortunate to have this platform from acting. And I feel like the more I speak about it, and especially with what's happening right now in our, our country, it's... An issue that, you know, 12 years ago when I was at Children of the Night or 10 years ago, nobody was talking about totally. this. And it's, it's actually very powerful that women are coming forward right totally. now. And it's, we should feel proud yeah. and we should feel expanded. Totally. And we should feel like, what's next? Yeah. Let's do this. Let's yeah. find our next step as, as a herd. Amazing. You know? One thing that we are launching, we have like preliminary partnerships happening right now that we're launching in November is called Change a Community Partnership. And so it's basically where we're offering free access to shelters, incarcerated, Amazing. anything possible. But that's also something if ever you have anybody that's a part of this program that you guys that wants access, we're here to just like incredible. Uh, some things can be triggering like, you know, shadow and things like that. Yeah. But anything we want to partner to. And if, if you have have the next one you lead just to give 
the free access to anybody who's interested. We'd love to that do that. That would be amazing. And then Thank we have you. to think about concepts for raising money because this is so, so, so important. And traditional fundraising has been difficult in the equine therapy field. You know, there's some science starting to emerge about actual, you know, blood composition when you're around horses or we share a similar cortisol limbic system. Cortisol levels. I mean, cortisol if you look levels. at anything, yes. the way your brain's shaping, like the neuroplasticity yes. that's happening. And anybody, like I'm sure your dad would be like, oh, of course, anybody yeah. who's ever been around horses or grown up or has had any sort of connection at all with horses understands how healing they are. Yeah. And I think also the nature being out our weekends, it's two and a half full days and you're out in 90 acres with a hundred horses, rescue horses all around you. And I think that the nature part is almost just as healing as the horse part, which everybody can relate to totally. that's listening to this. I know. Totally. Um, Tell us about the rescue component. Cause I saw yes, that on your feed. Yes. Well, it's interesting. You know, the sort of horse philosophy I've learned from Cassandra Ogier is non-traditional horsemanship. We use the horse as partner. Mm. We don't um, ride and it's all on the ground and they only connect if they want to, which is extremely powerful. So there's no tack, there's no bit. And I actually, I I rescued a horse of my own years ago once I started working with Cassandra and I learned uh, bareback and bitless riding. Yes, that's what I grew up on. completely free of force. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so rare. It always felt safer than uh, the traditional Western riding. That's what I said, because if you have a genuine connection with the horse, you're safe. You're safe. And the the beautiful thing is, I have friends, uh, this amazing woman, uh, Mosey Truitt, who teaches liberty horsemanship, and she's been going out in the wild and actually observing horses in the herd, which horses' herd mentality is very... What'd you say? Before being broken. Before, yeah, wild mustang. There, it's a whole, it's but a But their herd mentality is very yeah. similar to human structure. Totally. There's a lot of similarities between us, which is why they're such a beautiful mirror yeah. to us. But they, I mean, when you're not force, power versus force, right? It's something that. I always say. Yeah. And she good had power. Too. What'd you say? It's a really it's good, a really good book, book, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, because we're not forcing them to connect or forcing them in any way to, to be a part of it when they do connect out of their own it's so deep and beautiful accord it's incredible and equally as important parallel for a survivor yes i exactly. love it oh so yes. if anybody can support even if it's a dollar if you're looking for a charity this holiday season i know when that that gets really big in the holidays like sponsorship yes. anything and then, or if you have anything out there where me and my sister could come speak or cassandra yes. and we can spread sort of the word because I felt like the more personal we get about telling the story behind the foundation and even hearing from some of our survivors that have come to the the program one of our survivors uh, is a National Geographic Woman of the Year oh and she started gosh. the first Afghanistan women's cycling team wow. her name is Shannon Gelpin wow just being in her presence talk is about an incredible and I know that she heard power has been a big part of her life too so even uh, opportunities for us to come speak about the program and hear from our alumni yeah um, just spread the message and I'm, I'm just maybe it's Pollyanna of me but I'm a firm believer in just our herd of women totally. coming it's, together and supporting each other also such a parallel to your neighbor like yes, the it all makes sense it all right makes now. sense right and now it's really important and really beautiful yes okay so going in now let's go deep again okay <laughs> biggest shadow aspect of yourself you've had to integrate to come into your worth more yeah. How you think the world uh, sees you as one thing mm. and in your heart you feel like you have more to give. Can anybody relate to that? I feel like everyone. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Um, outside validation yeah. not being what completes me artistically especially just because I find so much love and joy in what I do every day and that's enough and not 
needing more than that I and being that. so grateful that I get to do it every that's day. That's what's going to bring you more. <laughs> that's <laughs> a the thousand one. percent. What is the, it's like the generator. Thing it's too, the right? generator. I was telling Lacey that my whole life I've been so type A. I'm so scared of failure. I never got to be. The only B I ever got was an acting class wow. at UCLA. I love my that. My whole life, yeah. academic career <laughs> in acting. So everybody out there, yeah. it doesn't matter doesn't if you get a matter. B or C in acting class. No, I, no grades. Yep. That's another thing I really... I know. Conspiracy. I know. What are we going to do with our children? I'm like, how can I, I raise them to like... They're going to be too weird and Waldorf <laughs> if I have them like until 12. Like, I know. We always talk. We're actually going to have Lila's Anton, who's one of the biggest leaders in the Rye parenting oh, kind cool. of movement. Because Lila's a Rye baby. She was a Rye kid. <gasps> of course Lila is. I know. By the way, I totally geeked out about meeting Lila. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's Lila. Lila. <laughs> it's Lila. <laughs> oh, I love that. So we have to, we're going to try to start bringing people on because we don't, what do you do? I don't know. Because I, all I'm the like kids are so authentic. to go into that yeah. parenting chapter after doing your work. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. Let me it's like, yeah. let me heal myself, yeah. and then let me. That's the that's the beauty. That's and the beauty. I always say we're gonna fuck them all up no matter what we do. It's so okay. you just have to like let their little authenticity bloom and I know. let that be beautiful. Oh, yes, definitely. So, but sorry, go ahead. So your shadow that that, that and and just that fear of failure. And I think uh, you know one of the things I found with your work too is that. It's deeper than it's like a fear of abandonment. Like you're not enough and you're going to get left behind is big for me. I guess the deepest root of that is not being enough. Yeah. Abandonment. Totally. Not being enough. Biggest rock bottom on the floor crying. I'm the worst, lowest moment (sighs) of my life. Yeah. Definitely when that skin virus, when we couldn't figure out what was wrong. Also, my then boyfriend at the time had gotten a job in Charleston seven months out of the year and he was away and I was working full-time on two broke girls and so I lost like my partner to not lost but he was just not there every day as that support and he's such a beautiful soul and I love him so much and he sees the real me more than anybody and I'm so lucky to have him Uh, and so he was out of town for the first time it was early in our relationship too maybe like two years in or three years in and uh, just not knowing what was wrong with me getting my dream which was a big acting role and being so terrified of failure like I mean I just shaked every day because I also had such respect for Michael Patrick King and when he comes oh yeah you know I just wanted to do good work like but on like an overworking yeah. way, I, yeah. I like. I say I, it's the dog paddle. Dog paddle. I always felt no. The there was no, no flow. No. Yeah. And I tend to do. It. I was like, but that's my process as an actor. I overwork, and that's why I'm good. And then I went to therapy, and he was like, No, no yeah. <laughs> that's called perfectionism. Yeah, like, he's like, you're a perfectionist. That's yeah. it. And then I did your work, and I'm like, Wait a minute, I'm enough. Right? No, I'm enough. I'm, I'm enough. <laughs> oh. Which is like a lifelong journey. Which as is well. like never, you yeah. Know, yeah. But it's how I mean, I've grown a lot. Oh. Like, it, thank you, because yeah. it has really helped the the perfectionist aspect. But that's definitely um, my shadow, and just being so scared to fail. But as an artist, if you're scared of failure. You have to have failure to open, like, there's no space then for the art to come through if there's not failure. And that I didn't realize until recently. I like to say this the most, like rock bottoms in any capacity. I love them, especially when it comes to money, love, and your career. Yes. Because they give you a threshold. Once you reach your biggest, like, oh shit, what if that happened? Then you're free. 
You're like, oh, I can only go up from here. And now I know how much space I have to play with when it comes to tests and saying no. Like it gives you the space. It's exactly what that is. That's a really hard one So hard. Yeah, especially when I'm a perfectionist as well. So any type of that. And you want to please everybody. And I I don't ever want to have someone mad at me or for it, like to not, to miss an opportunity. So scared of like, well, if I don't do this, will another opportunity come in, which I'm learning to trust through you. It's true. (laughs) And you're, you're going to be just fine. It sounds like. Like you're Thanks, flowing. <laughs> like, mark my words. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, and then tell us for the people out there seeking love about how you manifested your partner yes. and that sort because you just got married. We just got married in July, but it's been eight and a half, almost nine years actually mm-hmm. now. Um, I was very young. I didn't, at the time when I met him, I wasn't like, I think I actually said to a friend, I'm dating him. I'm not going to marry him. Like literally made that comment. Um, Because we met, I was at UCLA still. We actually met three years before we ended up dating. I had a friend who was a costume PA on Mad Men and took me to a party the first season of Mad Men where like they hadn't even been on the air yet. And everybody was like, hi, I'm John Hamm. Hi. I'm like, you're like, oh. Uh, And I met him at a party and actually connected with his sister. Oh, wow. We had a beautiful conversation. She took a photograph of me, which cut to the wedding. She like, we found the (gasps) photograph and she officiated our wedding. And She's the best human ever. And met him. And and he then had a long-running joke with my friend for three years. Like, hey, how's that... How's that friend of yours, Beth, you know, like in the costume when he would have his fittings for Mad Men? But I didn't really think, I didn't think anything of it. And then three years later, that same sort of Madden group was going to see a Casablanca at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. my favorite. And he was there with another girl. Great, yeah. uh, What's she up to now? Yeah, she's actually still his really good friend. (laughs) Oh, good. And we connected and um, we actually were, we connected over our love of old country music, like Johnny Cash. Oh my God, George Jones, Patsy Cline, all the things. Oh God. And he was like, I play music or I play guitar and you sing, come over, we'll like start a band. He says he didn't say that he was going to start a band he says you just made that up that we were going to start a band <laughs> and I'm like you did say that and he's like well I was just trying to make out with you and, yeah, I was like, okay. yeah, yeah. and I went over there and it was like the best night ever Aww. and as I was leaving we kissed and I remember being like that was weird yeah um like I didn't Expected. see that coming and we've been together ever since so he was one of your expanders as well as an actor yeah hugely Huge. he was on stage at the Emmys and I was waitressing I mean wow he was he had everything yeah. that I dreamed and he he's just he's such an incredible artist and human and he'll be an incredible dad someday oh, too and man. I'm very lucky but it's hard out here you know like I've seen my friends finally everybody's kind of found their person but if you're out there in LA struggling, it can happen. Or New York is a big one. Or New one, York, man. Yeah, yeah. anywhere. I guess, anywhere. Right? Yeah. I, I missed the whole online dating. Like, I never, I they didn't have that. Well, now <laughs> Kate and Lila tell me, like, it's really popular for the person to ask for your handle instead of your number anymore. Wait, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I man. missed that whole thing. Jeez. Really? But, yeah. I know. Uh, I keep hearing the new, like, the technological advances in dating, and I'm like, it's all good. I yeah, mean, yeah, people have met their totally. Oh, I, I have so media. many clients who have met their liter- their marriage potential. May it be male, female, whatever. Online dating, yeah, that's awesome. Totally. I mean, yeah, it's a big city, and you know, yeah. connection is hard in general, and it even is. worse nowadays. So I feel for you girls out yeah. there. You're gonna find it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Lila, aren't you like you got a famous boyfriend? I no, can help she's you. With she's that. on her way. I'm gonna I'm gonna find you a famous boyfriend, yeah. Lila. No, you have to. We're getting expanded. Come to a tape night. Come to a tape night. She's very close <laughs> to manifesting this. I, very I was just close. listening to the your yes. new video. Yes, like, yes, and supportive. <laughs> you shared it. Yes. It's so she's like in her magic dark. I can't wait to see I it. Love just it. as a fun example of well, what comes I did, 
I dated a lot of the famous Me people too. before Michael. Oh, you did too. Oh God. If I and I was so young and I was <laughs> out too. dating like I was like 18 at UCLA. I was like oh, going to bars underage and oh, like Oh yeah, same, same, same. I had the Now fake I'm like, ID. I could you couldn't pay me to go out. Not like, a chance. I just don't to stay I made that at 30. Like with Wait. red glasses. No, I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I know. I, that's the first thing I told Lila. I was like, throw a rock in LA, you'll date a famous person. Well, that's, so, yeah. I mean, and if you're an actor like we were, totally, that's all you're, you're around anyway. So yeah. it's, you know, you uh, don't have many options. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or a musician uh, or something. But what do you great. What do you have to say in the relationship realm that can be very expanding? Like things that make it work for almost nine years now, or I think it's been nine years. Yeah, communication. Huge. We never, I'm very, I cannot go to bed if something's not resolved. Mm. And he's much more like, we'll just do it in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to deal. And I'm like, no, we have to deal. Yeah. You're like, I and won't sleep all night. I won't. I'll just talk. I'm the same. And he loves that because he's like, you force me yeah. to like, we, we get it out. Um, communication also just, I don't know if you feel like this with your fiance, but that they're your person. Yeah. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that he's with me. What's his sun sign? Uh, he's Virgo. Oh, so you guys are perfect. Yeah. Are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I know mean, much sun. about... It's just I sun. I don't know the rest, but I was going to say, because you're so earthy, like you guys are yes. so committed. The I have a Virgo too, and they... I love Virgos so much. They, Kate's a Virgo too. Really? Yeah, and awesome. you guys are both Capricorns, but... Um, you're a Capricorn too? Yeah. Yes. I think Virgos are just so he's special. Awesome. So you guys, yeah, you have your strengths and weaknesses, and you have to communicate them out yeah. and mirror each other. And, yes. Yeah. And also just, like, making sure you, like, take time to connect. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been trying, you know, it's it's hard when you're busy and you're wanting to be on social media or watch the news or whatever, and you're just, your life gets busy, but just taking those moments where you, even if it's just having dinner and, and sitting down and connecting, I think I is, like, that. seems simple, but it gets, especially after, you know, nine, eight and a half years, nine years, you know, you have to really, like, make time to connect and when you do it's like the butterflies come back and isn't it special how that can come out of nowhere where you're like wow I see you kind of like I did then I mean it's possible it's very possible and then when you get married too I I feel like like the wedding itself was like a whole new yeah like mind blown because I was like what's gonna change we've been living together forever everyone I know says I was like I never wanted to get married I wasn't like someone who always like dreamt of a wedding or wanted to and same with him and then now that we did I'm like it's awesome it's a whole different feeling it's a whole different feeling yeah different and also not like yeah but that moment of the ceremony of marriage to me was like the best moment of my life like it just yeah it was truly like so beautiful and I think it was like a rite of passage too I feel like I learned a lot you learn a lot planning a wedding I bet all your shit comes out your shadow every shadow comes (laughs) up but then on the day and on the weekend like I was like saying the other day I was like talking about this for something a press event and I was like I felt like the wedding was my Xanax because like I'm usually so high stress but for some reason the wedding weekend I was like this is the best weekend ever I was so chill no panic wow the most like authentic flow there were all these animals I heard a buffalo cross in the national park we were taking photos I was like this, can I just get married every month? I'd wow. be such a better person. <laughs> but, but no, you can't. It happens yeah. hopefully once. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. It was that. so great. And I'm very lucky. But wow. it's out there, guys. It is. Tell us about, do you do bees still? Do you rescue? We do. He's yeah. a beekeeper. Wow. And he was in Silver Lake in his backyard, like when we were first dating, had bees. So he's wow. had bees as long as I've known him. I was very scared about it because we have friends with kids. And yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know about hives. And now we have 50,000 bees in our backyard. Wow. So how, like, how, because I want to have bees on the property. I'm going to have a keeper keep them on we the property. We have, an, if you need a recommendation, yes. we have the most incredible mentor. Her name's Ruth. Okay. Um, I actually did just did something on the Ellen Digital Ellen Tube. Wow. With 
her if you want to see Ruth. I want to watch it. Yeah, Yeah. it's the best. Uh, She really, if we didn't have her, we wouldn't know what we were doing. And I think it's really important, don't just like get bees without a mentor because they're obviously dying and we all, if everybody became a backyard beekeeper, that'd be great, but we all need some guidance. Totally. (laughs) Because it's a, you know, you have to make sure they're not getting sick. You have to make sure if you're extracting honey that you leave them. Yeah, I mean, you can't. We are very hippie about the bees, and we like to keep it as natural and yes. flowing as possible for them without there being a lot of invasiveness. So Awesome. Um, but this amazing woman, Ruth, at Hive Tribe Bees. <gasps> Hive okay, Tribe yes. Bees out there, she's the best. Okay, if you're I really remember that. Um, I, I'll, I'll send it Good, to you. Good, because, yes. yeah, I'm like, that's But it's great. beautiful, you know, and our wedding gift was honey. <gasps> it's nice to be able to give something oh. to people as a present or just like a— and now I'm feeling like such a fucking asshole because I didn't bring any of you guys No, honey. no, no. I love it. Wow. No. We're all thinking in our heads right now, but no. By the way, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm going to give you all honey. But it is like a nice, it's a nice thing and it just feels like it's a part of our home. Like yeah. I have it in my tea every morning. And, oh my gosh. Um, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And I, how animals. beautiful you guys are working together. You yes. and the bees. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Same kind of thing as horses too. When you're around them all sort of <laughs> swarming, there's like, they also respond to fear. Totally. Um, so the more... It's weirdly calming when they're all around you. Yeah. Like the sound and you feel completely connected to your body. And wow. It's, yeah, it's oh, awesome. You I should definitely it. do it. Your biggest tip or the practice you do to get back into your worth when you feel out of your worth? Your okay. PI <laughs> is like staple. Oh, good. Um, and transcendental meditation yeah. really helped me. But also, I mean after listening to your expanded podcast with other healers and everybody talking about nature, Mm -hmm. I have made, and even you, when you're talking about being outside and letting the sun hit without sunscreen and all of those like just natural healing things that don't cost a dime that we can all do every day. I've really tried to create space for that in my life. And I've noticed a massive difference. And it does mean you have to say no. It does mean you have to say no to things and And prioritize it. But when you do, it's, amazing. What have been some of the shifts you've seen? I mean, for me, it's crazy. Like skin, hair, nails, yeah. inside, oh. insulin. Mine's like is all internal. Okay. I feel like just that pressure, that anxiety that I need to go to my next thing and my next thing, next thing and check this box, check that box is completely gone and I'm just can be. Yeah, that's the best part. Yeah. The, the present being present. But I have to do the, I do it mostly with seeing my own horse and spending as much time in nature because I'm in a studio. So vitamin D, <laughs> I'm in a so, studio yeah, all you day, have all every those day. Lights so all on the day. weekends, I'm like, yeah. I literally just go up to the mountains and like wow. be with the horses and do that. And for me, that's also church. I call it church. I'm like, and you that's, do bareback with them when you're I up there? Do. Oh my gosh. How she, Special. Yeah, oh. I, the, I I highly recommend if you can rescuing your own horse yes. too, <laughs> because wow. it's uh it's been she's my greatest teacher. I bet truly and talk about boundaries and I mean she is feisty and she tests me and I really have to come into my worth your and power. my power and my yeah. strength in order to like not let her walk all over me and yeah. and, and not in a forceful way. No, it's all in a energetic, energetic way. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're the most energetic because of their limbic system. I mean, that's, totally, yeah. it's limbic to limbic. That's all that's happening. I'm so curious too. How do you see that shifting the way you show up in the world? Like, do you see a total shift in your energetic projection after having worked for so many years with your horse and through this foundation? Yes, and I've also seen a huge artistic shift. Okay, I feel like it expanded me to I accomplished things as an actress that I never thought I could. Like there was a play I did in New York that intimidated me because I had never done drama eight times a week and had to, you know, be in that dark space living in that every day and perform it and the without pressure a take of New two. York yeah. Do it yeah. And I feel like without the horses I could have never even been open enough to drop into that space that I needed to get to as an artist in that dark place safely 
to do that play every night wow. without the horses. Yeah. So for sure, artistically, any artists out there, I felt a massive shift wow. uh, in that space. And then just personally, I, I mean, I literally equate it to, I don't knock on wood, but <laughs> I'm getting a panic attack right now. Yeah. No, but I, I don't, I don't really <laughs> get, and I'm talking about, I got panic attacks to the point where like, like yeah, I like couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like I literally, it was not. I think they call them in stages, right? That's like a, yes, a high yes, level stage. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I would get them like, you know, pretty frequently. Jeez, man. And now I haven't had one of those where like debilitating, I mean, in like years. Wow. I, oh, I love I that. hate saying it because you're always like, but it's okay if one comes back. But. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's not the same thing at all to equate, but it, it is similar to people who are always fearful of the trigger onset of like their seizures, you know, yes. breaking out at any time, yes. you know, that kind of thing. It, it probably, there was probably points where you're like, how do I leave the house? This could come at any moment. Yeah. I it's mean, it was, that's the whole rock bottom when you're on the, the ground and the skin virus. I mean, I remember being so embarrassed because I like they had to cover my leg. I mean, I had a, like a wow. full on, we had to like figure out how to cover it. Yeah. I, it was, I learned so much from that rock bottom. <laughs> was it a good vanity? Like just slit through your vanity for you a little bit? Yeah, too? definitely. I, I mean, I'm, I've been a naturally like, yeah, looks I don't really care about for some reason my yeah, whole life. That's but very lucky. <laughs> I am as an actor. Wow. You're like, what? Um, but for me, that was a moment where it was just, it was on camera. So yeah. there, I had to be, I had to cover it up. There totally. was no um, way to not do that. Wow. I love that. Um, the other big thing that I really wanted to ask was for you, where you're headed, where you see your life going in true authenticity. I like, I'm starting to ask this question now, when you really look into what do I want out of the next 10 years, 15 years, the core essence, what is that for you to help us expand as well? Uh, the word that keeps coming to mind is light. Mm. And whether that's in the artistic space or in the, you know, empowering women space, I just want to be a warm light. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, and I feel like that is all I could, that's, that's really, I feel like when I do the DIs and when I'm doing the work that I've learned from you, it's, that's always the magnetic, that, that's where it sits for me is in this like wanting to give warmth and light and, mm -hmm. and guidance and laughter and um, I love it I yeah that's I I hope to do more things as an artist but also as an activist and and keep living in that amazing light. oh we're so grateful you came on today thank you we're so I hope it was grateful. okay I'm like oh no my gosh. you're amazing okay. I mean I'm sure everybody out here feels really excited I'm like I'm sorry I can't heal you and yeah. help in that way but well hopefully I, it's expand it's I do want to ask one last question because this will be expansive for anybody tuning in you have such an extensive schedule. You're constantly out doing media and promotion. You're also hustling to get this foundation really flowing and flowing. What do you do to stay in balance? I know there's TM that you're yes. doing, which is so huge. And you obviously have these tools. But on a physical level of eating, working yes. out, nature, like just give us your things that bring you back down well, what to you were earth. saying before about only responding to things that light you up or yeah. only focusing on that. For me, exercise, because being an actor, you know, there's obviously the media stigma of like, you know, you have to be in shape and you have to yeah. be a certain way. And I always, I don't love Pilates or yoga. I just don't. But that's, you know, traditionally long and lean. And mm -hmm. those are the ways to get it. But I just stop because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I love to lift weights and run. Me and, too. Yeah. That's my thing. So just listening and responding to what lights you up. Totally. That, I love that. In, in all regards, with exercise, with food, you know, we were yeah, talking yeah. about it. I've definitely gotten healealthier. The Total Meat Talks kind of talks about my yeah, journey yeah, yeah. because I really am picky and 
I like junk food and yeah. I'm a foodie. I like to go out to dinner Same. and, you know, but I, I feel like the more that you listen to your body and you think you want a big bowl of mac and cheese when you really listen, it's like, actually, I don't. I'm going to make this really clean smoothie and yeah. it's, it's And then some days like, I do want the mac and cheese totally. and I eat it. And <laughs> even today I was driving down Sunset and I was like, I want, it was something like I needed um, carbs. I needed something really heavy yes. like that. Like, yes. And I, for me, I'm starting to even get so much more tapped in where I'm like, because I listen, it's like Russian roulette. I'm like, am I craving that? No, am I craving that? No, this, that, because we've been so busy this week. And while I was driving, I was like, oh, I'm wanting something really dense to ground me. It wasn't emotional to feel an emotional thing, but I'm so airy. You might feel that way too, like uh-huh. airy, light. Your, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my body is tired and it needs an anchor right now. So yes. like once you start to really tune in to those yes and no's, then it's like, what's the healthiest version of that with the nutrients it's asking for? Intuitive eating. Yes. And intuitive living. Literally, yes. if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. It's a no. It's a no. Yeah. We even just started this. We're like, why do we still post to Facebook and Twitter? <laughs> it's so <laughs> silly. But we're like, we don't want we don't like, do that. All about Instagram, so we're stopping. Guys. Like, you yeah. just stop yeah. doing whatever isn't authentically your you. thing. And yeah. even like, like, I'll be like, you know, I used to take meetings all the time on my space time off, you know, mm. or I'd be on to the next project, on to the next thing, instead of just living in the moment and enjoying what I have. And I feel like, you know, if I want to go take a elderberry syrup making class yes. instead of like working on a screenplay, like yes. sometimes you, you got to go do. You have to do that, what? which is really easy and fun. Yeah. <laughs> I really? love that. Yeah, I really yeah, want to yeah. really It's very simple. We should do it sometime. When you have your next gathering, we'll, we'll, we'll make some oh, for everybody to awesome. take home. Yeah. Yes. But that's... Here's an expander too. This girl is on a show. You have a foundation. You're so busy. And she hosts an unblocked village. We just started because I've been telling everybody about Lacey. And then, so I kind of brought in the girls I'd already told, but then through Lacey's community, just on Instagram, awesome. I've met people and, and we all connected the other day. And it was really, speaking of a herd of women coming together, mm-hmm. so much, we talked about the work, but then also just Connected. Stuff about connecting in society, who we are yeah. as women. We got like super deep too, and it was uh, it Love was it. really cool. I want to do it again. We're craving that as humans. Yeah, we like we are, are craving connection. that on such a deep <laughs> connection. The neighborhood. The neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, it's the neighborhood. 8 p.m. CBS Monday yeah. nights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Your I'm so listeners are going to be like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Not a chance, man. <laughs> I'm so expanded by you today. I'm so Thanks, grateful Lazy. you came. You Thank guys are the you. best. I'm like totally nerding out about meeting all. Oh, no, we are for you. And we're so grateful (laughs) because every way you're showing up in the world right now is through exactly what you're craving. It's light. It's you're showing up in a really important show that's with humor, the medicine of humor. You're showing up in this foundation, even though you're personally not a survivor, but you're close with your sister. You're doing that. You're rescuing. I mean, you're doing it. And so you are such an expander. You're so important. And I'm so grateful you're here. Lacey, that's so nice. Can I stay? Mom, can I Yeah, we'll have a slumber party make elderberry syrup. Yes, please. (laughs) Bye. Everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the episode and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, 
you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs>